Hey everyone, welcome to the Echo Podcast. I'm Ryan Becker, your host, and on this podcast we get to sit down with two guests every single episode and talk about questions and issues that young adults are facing regarding faith, life, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our two guests today are Natabel Fortunato, who is a, a social work major at Southern and someone who has a passion for making institutional and systemic changes that benefit everyone around her. And the second is John Maldivan. Uh, John is a theology major at Southern, actually a freshman this year, though you wouldn't know it by how he talks and how he shares his own perspectives and opinions. And so I'm excited to hear from both of them, and I'm excited for you to enjoy this conversation between the three of us, so I won't keep you any longer. Welcome to Echo. Let's get started. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. One of my favorite things about podcasting is that when right before you hit the record button, someone makes a joke and then the entire room has to stifle their laughter <laughs> in order for the <laughs> recording to happen. And that has happened in this situation. And the only reason I bring that up is so that my guests are able to get any laughter, residual laughter from <laughs> said joke out um, before we launch into the topic. Also, I wanted to make it harder on a production team because why not? Um, as they try to stifle their laughter as well. They're probably just mad at me. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, so... Speaking on that note of I don't really care, uh, today we're talking about uh. selfishness versus selflessness and, and um, kind of balancing between those 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 two things, or not even balancing, but really kind of identifying the differences and um, how, how we go from selfish to selfless, um, how we start to become more considerate of others and how that, how, how that kind of lines up with our spiritual journey. So this is a pretty straightforward episode, I think. Like there's no... There is some subtlety to it, but it's it's pretty just on the nose, like, this is what we're talking about, and yeah. Um, and so, there is, there is a, a definite journey of selfish to selflessness, um, and sometimes it lines up directly with, um, sometimes it lines up directly with our spiritual walk, when we meet Jesus and first become a Christian, or, you know, in, in, our, in our faith tradition, an Adventist, um, to, you know, as we become a more mature Christian or Adventist, right? And the, the well, Christian and Adventist, um, they're not two separate things. <laughs> um, but, and this is something that I've, I've actually, this has been like a minor soapbox of mine. Um, so remind me, did you guys grow up Adventist? I'm blanking right this mm -hmm. second. Yeah. I yes. did. Yeah. Okay, cool. So all three of us are at risk of something um, that we 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 are on a we are at a disadvantage compared to someone who has a direct conversion experience from a pre-Christian life to a po to now Christian life. And here's what I mean by that: if you grew up Adventist, uh, if you grew up Christian of any of any denomination, then you grew up believing that God was transforming you while also going through the phases of maturity and puberty where you are learning where you are suddenly making mistakes. In other words, the line between before you were really a Christian and accepted Jesus to, you know, after um, is a lot blurrier. So what ends up happening is there is a lot of Christians that grow up and grow up, you know, grow up Christian. And in their post-conversion experience, they bring a lot of the stuff from their pre-conversion experience with them because it's not as clear that that was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um and in Adventism, for example, we uh, there's a lot of people in our church that are um, that are kind of addicted to being right or having mm. you know knew I wouldn't get much disagreement there. Um, and the problem is if you if you had that kind of attitude as a kid growing up, even you had to be the one to be right. 
then you coming into the church and Adventism is like perfect for that because you know mm-hmm. we have uh. the truth and we we are so focused on on biblical truth, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you bring that with you unknowingly, and and these it's these subtle sins that come in, and selfishness is one of those things. If you think that God is just transforming you alongside your you know your maturing experience then it becomes a lot harder to delineate what is my human maturity mm-hmm. and then what is the direction that God is actually, you know, calling me. There's sometimes where that lines up and is more obvious than others, but I think selfishness is one of them. Like I, you know, I said I'm a Christian, I got baptized and yet I still act in my own self-interest because that's all I've ever known to do and yeah, that's just it. So I think there is a lot of room to discuss this because I mm-hmm. think the majority of uh not even the majority, but I, I think a lot of Adventists are are have grown up in the church there their entire life. And so this is something that can definitely speak to them as well as those who are, um, who have just recently converted and, and, and adopted this message. So, um, I guess I want to ask this if, if it let, let's first talk about the difference. So, um, I like to do working definitions and operating definitions so that everyone that's listening knows exactly what we are saying when we're talking about these things. So, um, John, I want to ask you, what would be your working definition for selfishness and for uh, selflessness? How would you describe those two things? Uh, hmm. That's... This is one of those things where you talk about these words a lot, but you like you know what they mean. Right, but, right. Yeah. Um, I'd say selfishness just has everything to do with about yourself. Selfishness is me gratifying my desires, doing what I want to do. I think I know what's best. Um, basically, you kind of have an I problem using the letter I to imply myself or I in the sense of like seeing with your eye. You just see it how you want to see it. Mm. Um, selflessness uh, would be completely the opposite. You're just uh, you're there for other people. Um, you're trying to benefit other people. You're trying to help them grow. It's, it's you know, it's rare today to see someone who actually is concerned with your uh, interests and actually is trying to get you to grow. Most of the yeah. time when someone comes up to you, it's like, hey, let me help you. They're trying to also get their own agenda taken yeah. in place. But so, yeah, that'd be my two definitions. All right. Finally, you're done talking. It's my turn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, no. All right. um, Ryan is example of selfishness. <laughs> um, and now right, selflessness. It is my turn to talk, but Natabelle. <laughs> Wow! Give me what? your two. Give me your two you, definitions. Wow, such a beautiful model of con- moderate of consi- model of <laughs> considerate is what I am. Um, not speaking English, obviously. Um, no. But model of being considerate of selflessness and, and humility. Really, um, mm-hmm. those oh, are my yeah, strongest yeah. gifts. Yeah. So For yeah, Natabel, sure. what are your? How would you describe <laughs> those two? <laughs> um the the selfishness. Yeah, I would say it's. Um, I liked what you said, um, John, about like with your own eye, like seeing things only from your perspective. Um, yeah, just thinking about yourself, how kind of how things benefit you. If you do something for someone, you know, what am I getting in return? What can I gain from that? Whereas, yeah, just thinking of yourself in every aspect, every situation, anything that you do. Um, and then selflessness is, I know it sounds cliche because it's that uh i'm sure it's everywhere on the internet like thinking of yourself less um there's just like this quote that i'm thinking about um but yeah i I would say it's more so thinking of yourself less um if you are doing things for other people not necessarily you know thinking about how it benefits you but like genuinely wanting to do something for another person out of just because you want to um 
so yeah essentially thinking of yourself less um is is the quote that you're thinking of where it says like um don't think less of yourself but think of yourself yes, less is that the quote that my no mind blanked yeah like but you. you know the quote so that's yeah that's that's because mm-hmm. i'm amazing mm. there's that humility again. oh the humility <laughs> is, um, is, is, is great this no is i great. i tend to agree with both of you i think selfishness um also i i really do think that the the core of selfishness is um is two things a it filters everything through how it impacts you first before anything else is considered it is Mm -hmm. how does this impact me um number two and i'm actually going to give a very specific example that is a heavy example but it is a specific example um number uh and then selflessness i would say is uh the exact opposite is is not filtering it through how it impacts me but rather filtering it filtering something through how it impacts those around me Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that's the community the family the friends the relationship whatever how does this impact other people um and then how does it impact me is there a way to harmonize those two Mm -hmm. or not um so the specific example i want to give for filtering things through me um trigger warning for anyone who um has dealt with depression right now um just just wanted to let you know that that this is coming as i talk about this but um there is um with people who are suicidal and there is a long quote i cannot remember who it's by i kind of want to say it's hemingway but i don't think it is it is an author though um he said that for people who are uh committing suicide or like thinking about committing suicide um, they they very much their picture of of their situation is they're sitting in a uh, they're sitting in a in a apartment or a building that's burning down and um, they have two options stay in the building or jump off the ledge basically like they're either way they see they see death coming and so a lot will say well if I'm going to choose that I'm going to choose the way that I want to and so they'll do the one that is an active choice which is the ledge um, and um that by the way is not nothing i'm saying is like excusing or approving of suicide just so we're clear um but the quote specifically then references those basically that a lot of people who talk about those are suicide are people who um are telling someone who is on fire um uh, people who have uh, only ever uh, maybe lit a match telling someone on fire that it's not that big of a deal uh, that mm-hmm. their that their problem isn't that big in other words it's filtering someone else's pain through my own experience mm that is um that is selfishness is um oh the other one uh, the other one along this line since i'm already here and i don't want to have to reopen this door later um is in the same vein uh, a lot of well-meaning friends and family will say um if someone is struggling with depression hey you know just you know think of how this would impact me or think mm-hmm. about how this would impact mm-hmm. those around you mm-hmm. um and it's like um you're not actually helping that person deal with their pain. You're just guilt tripping them mm. for their pain yeah. that they have no current control over. Um, and once again, it's filtering. Oh, I would miss you so much if you did this, or I, mm. you know, this would hurt me so bad if you did this. Um, and it's just completely dismissing their pain for how it would impact your own life. Mm. Um, I'm not saying there aren't times where that kind of response may be warranted. Um, but what I am saying is like, these are examples of selfishness is, is when you are filtering someone else's experience, whether it's through your own and it's a lack of empathy or, um, or just filtering it through how it impacts you or how it could impact mm-hmm. you. Um, those are two real concrete examples that I've seen that people that, that are a little bit more subtle. Um, but they're ones that I, that I've seen over and over and over again. If I can yeah. find the quote, we'll throw it in the, we'll, we'll, we might throw it in the show notes. Um, 
I'm just trying to remember it specifically, but yeah. So those, that's how I would kind of tackle that. So first question is this, how do you begin to identify selfishness in your own heart? How would you say, or how have you just in your own life? What are areas mm-hmm. of your own life where you've identified this is an area of my heart or in my life where I have been selfish? Oh. I'm going to be selfless and let Annabelle take that <laughs> first, and then I'll come after. Okay. Uh, and she's like, well, I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I can no, I mean, I can, I can come I up believe with. in you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I would say at least my personal experience, um, I tend to get very like angry and defensive when I feel lack of control (laughs) or when I, when I'm thinking of myself, um, when I'm being selfish. Uh, so that's like, for example, at least when it comes to like my relationship with God, um, if there's an area of my life that I, that I know that I need to let God take over, I'll kind of get like really protective and defensive of it. And like, I don't want to let God touch it. And that kind of goes for when I'm being selfish because I'm like, even when I'm uh, communicating and like just dealing with people on a daily basis, I don't, like I'm afraid to get close to people um, because I want to protect myself and Mm. I want to be kind of selfish with like who I am and and like, oh, this person, uh, they did this to me the other day. Like they don't deserve to hang out with me or like, I don't know, just that's a kind of a dumb example, but it's along the lines of that. And I just get very, like I just, I put up walls and like I'm only thinking about myself. Like how can I protect myself? How can I avoid you know, me being hurt, even if that means that I hurt someone else, at Mm. least I didn't get hurt kind of thing. Um, I think I'm doing a terrible job of explaining that, but if that makes any sense at all. No, it makes sense. You're fine. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, along the lines of that. Yeah. 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 I I totally agree with like setting up those walls. Like, okay, I want to just keep myself to myself. Um, I recharge being alone, introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I, I really resonate with that. And I also resonate, yeah. it's like, I don't like people touching my stuff. Like I'm a snob, <laughs> so I have, I like my stuff, you know, packed away nice and neatly. I like a lot of uh, good quality stuff. And I don't like when people touch my stuff, mm-hmm. nor do I like when people, um, like, I'll admit this, sometimes it's like in my life, it's like, mom, dad, why are you spending this money? Because this is collectively our money so that maybe I can get something else mm. later on in life. So then yeah. I can apply that, this principle to anything really. It's like, hey, you're doing this. How is this going to affect me in the long run? It's like, and then I'm going to be playing those little agendas. I'm going to sneak in. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe what if we look at it in this perspective or maybe yeah. we could do this? And it's <laughs> like, I hate it when I do that. I'm so selfish. Mm, that's huge. Um, I think for me, one of the one of the little ways that my selfishness comes out is when I just get so wrapped up in whatever's going on in my life, uh, whether that's work responsibilities uh, or you know side project responsibilities or whatever, that I forget to ask about the people, uh, uh, really the people close to me, how they're doing and what's mm. going on. So uh, there are times where I get asked like, "How's your day?" and I will respond, and then I will not ask the same question back or if I do ask the same question back um, I don't give it the same priority that I gave sharing how my day was so I'd rather vent about my day 
but not give you space mm-hmm. to vent about your own. Like mm. that, ha- that happens and has happened. Um, Natabelle says, mm, because I've accidentally done it to her. That's not uh, why. Um, but no, like that, that, that is one of those times where I get just so caught up with me and whatever's going on that I, that I haven't even made space to think about or consider others. Um, and in the same vein, uh, the, the, the other side of that or the other end of that too is, um, is when I haven't made space emotionally, not just emotionally, but actually physically too. Um, where I've made space for the things that I want to do, but not for the things that others um, others really want to do with me, mm. Um, mm. to invite me on, or whatever. So I've 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 done. Uh, there are times where I've just chosen to stay in. There are times where I have uh, decided not to, um, not even to invite someone to do something or whatever. And it's just because I wanted me time or or whatever. When I really did have mm. the energy, or I did have. Um, mm. You know, I could have gone out and it would not have been an issue. I'm not saying like, oh, I just need to say yes to everything. That's not it at all. But it was just like, (laughs) once again, I filtered it through me first Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. I considered anyone else. Um, And I've done that repeatedly to the point where there are there are friends even to this day uh, that have just kind of given up inviting me to things Mm. um, because I've just said no so many times. They're like, all right, cool. Well, (laughs) he's just going to say no again. Why am I going to invite him? And like that Mm -hmm. really has happened. So I think... um, now the other so I want to ask the flip side of this um, shocker um, <laughs> how have you seen selflessness or how have you seen yourself become kind of more considerate and no this is not bragging um, <laughs> if you can't learn to affirm yourself for the things that you do well um, you will not value yourself properly I think and so this is an opportunity for us to kind of speak that um, over our own lives and, and how God has kind of helped us and transformed us. But how have you seen um, evidence of yourself becoming more selfless and, and more considerate of others? Is there any experience that you've had or anything that, um, that has kind of um, been evidence of that? So just as an example, um, just this, um, just this past week, I was on a trip with, um, with several individuals, um, it was a work trip, but it took two vans full of people to a couple of our schools and a couple of our high schools to do some recruiting. And um, there were so many, there were times where I know exactly what I would want to eat, um, which everyone knows is Chipotle. Chipotle. Um, and uh, well, actually when I'm in Asheville, it's this place called Papa's and Beer. Um, and no, it's not. It's just it's just a really amazing Tex-Mex slash Mexican restaurant. Like, mm. It's just amazing food. Um, so don't let the name like trick you. Beer. Uh, yeah, don't let that trick you. Um, the uh, It's root beer, I promise. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, but I know exactly where I think. But just instead of even suggesting anything, uh, there are times like I, um, I noticed I didn't even have the really urge to even suggest what I wanted. I simply looked at them and said, Hey, what are you guys in the mood for? And, and, uh, allow them to make that decision. And on these, and on work trips like this, typically I would just make the decision for the sake of time and for the sake of like less arguing back and forth about what everyone wants. (laughs) Um, but that was one of those moments where I was like, no, I want to prioritize their experience here and make sure that they have a positive experience in this city as well. Um, Mm -hmm. like that's a small thing. It's not anything big by any means, but that's the thing is, um, it's not big grandiose moments. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. all the small, moments and thing and opportunities we have to be considerate of someone else yeah so anything from the two of you um I, all that i can really think of is anytime it's like like you were saying before 
I sometimes it's like, eh, I could do homework right now, but then there's this little inclination inside me. It's like, eh, why don't you go like knock on your friend's door, see how he's doing, um, or give up your time, go do an activity that you know this other friend likes to do. Um, also giving up time in my prayer. Like I'll pray for myself for a set amount of time and then God's urging me, hey, why don't you mm. pray for this specific person? But God, I don't really want to. <laughs> and in those moments, I have to literally wrestle with God to give me the strength. Mm to pray for people and to intercede oh. on their behalf. So really for me, any time that I've seen God working in me to put his selflessness in me is giving up my time for other people just to be there with them, not really doing anything big, anything yeah. grand, just literally things that they wouldn't even think is coming from my time or my uh, cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just little tiny things. Yeah. Um, about you. Yeah, going off of that, um, John, what you said about, um, I, wow, how did I just blink out of what you said? Um, I guess you were talking about um, giving up your time, yes, kind of making a sacrifice and uh, making yourself uncomfortable in a sense. Mm. Um, at least for me, that's how I notice that I'm being selfless is when I'm okay like being uncomfortable because I really like being comfortable. Mm. Um, so for example, um, on uh, just earlier this week, I went to study with a friend on campus and she was in the dorms um, and I'm not, and we were going to go study at the library. And she told me like, Hey, can you give me like a 15, 20 minute uh, heads up so I can walk to the library? And I, I was like, no, like I'll come and get you. I'm not going to make you walk <laughs> to the library. And so you know it and it's yeah when i say being uncomfortable obviously do not put do not put yourself or do not allow yourself to be put in a uncomfortable position but it's just little things like that like just going the extra mile um you know if you are using the last uh little bit of toilet paper like yeah go ahead and just stock it up for the next person or if you notice that you're out of you know running low on butter or anything like that like just go ahead and and make a note to buy you know, another thing of butter so that the next person that comes along can have some butter with their toast, right. whatever it is. So that's what I mean by making yourself a little bit uncomfortable and going the extra mile is just like, if you enjoy those little things, mm. you know, do that little bit for, for someone else so that mm. they can enjoy it as well. Well, I think, um, one actually specific example that I can think of even for you is so earlier this week, you were doing me the favor of walking, uh, you know, watching my dog um, and taking her out while I was on a work trip and um, the same work trip that I actually just referenced. Um, <laughs> and when I got back, um, you uh, basically said, hey, I'll, I'll take sugar out since you're getting back late. And also I noticed that you were low on cookies because I had sugar cookies from Publix. They Love were Publix. amazing. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I noticed you're running low, so I'm going to bring you some more. I did not ask. I didn't know. I forgot that I was, I actually honestly forgot I had cookies. Um, and um, like she just thought to do it and just just did it. There was no, like those are the kind of acts that um, that I'm talking about. And those are simple, but they make a, like those make mm. a big impact on mm -hmm. people. Um, like that is, that is absolutely huge. Oh, um, wow. I think of even um, meal trains that churches will do for um for those grieving in their community. I think of how yeah. um, different friends that we had when my father died um, that brought us meals. Um, and even my dad was the one who cooked our Thanksgiving dinner. And so that first year, actually mm -hmm. for the first two years, um, there was a, a bunch of families that basically got together and, and made sure that we had a meal as we were trying to figure out what Thanksgiving would look yeah. like um, now that things had changed. So now I'm the one who cooks it. 
um, and I learned how to do everything that my dad had done. Um, so we still get the exact same meal. I, not to toot my own horn, I think I do it better than actually he did. So, um, like father, like son, because he would actually <laughs> be proud of that. Um, but it is, um, it's really cool to see things like that in moments where the church as a as a community becomes uh, becomes selfless. Mm. Um, I do want to ask one final question, and it's this: um, Are self care and selfishness the same thing? Like, where does self-care fall on that spectrum of selfishness <laughs> and selflessness? Um, I do have an agenda behind this question, but oh I do want to give oh, us Oh, you the, have an agenda? I have an agenda. Is it a selfish um, agenda? Maybe. Um, <laughs> the No, actually, it's not. It is a selfless agenda. Um, and I'll explain why once I hear your responses on this. Hmm. Um, but what, uh, what would you say uh, with, uh, regarding self-care? Where do you really consider that? Do you have anything or would you like time to think? I do. <laughs> yeah, my boy John is ready. Um, so we read in the Bible about the fruit of the spirit. And we so often uh, place that upon ourselves. Like, okay, I need love in my life. I need self-control in my life. I need to be more faithful. I need all of these things. And that's where that self-care comes from. It's like, okay, we need these in our lives. These are naturally supposed to be built within us. These are the fruit of the Spirit. But at the same time, we don't really flip the coin around and look how that can be applied to other people. Fruit on a tree, if we are a seed and we're planted and we're supposed to bear fruit, we're supposed to be the vines of mm. Jesus, mm. that fruit's not for ourselves. We're not supposed to be eating that fruit. I mean, we can enjoy that fruit while it's with us, but it was not meant to be consumed by us. That is meant mm. for other people. So the self-care really begins with, okay, I'm going to get connected to the vine. I'm going to get connected to Jesus so he can start producing this fruit in me. And then others can oh. benefit from this selfless self-care and eat of the fruit that he has produced within me. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah. I, you did not know I was going to ask that question, and you were already <laughs> that was, prepared. That was, I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. Very impressed. Uh, Madiba, what about you? Um, so I am... What was your question again? Where would you put self-care on the, on the spectrum of um, selfishness and selflessness? Do you think it's a good okay. thing, bad thing? That kind of I, thing? I do think it's a good thing, um, obviously in moderation, Uh of course, there there always has to be a balance of some sort. Um, I definitely... Okay, the way that I see it is... Um, like, it's kind of what you were saying about how we need to stay connected to Jesus um, in everything that we do. And yes, we are called to, you know, go out and make disciples. We're called, we're, we're called to do so many things. Mm. Um in ministry um, and being a Christian, but even doing those things, although they're positive things, they can wear you out. And I like, when I say that, I'm thinking of Jesus when he took, um, when he was in the desert on his own, when he went to the garden with his disciples, but he took time away from them. Like he, he asked mm. them to pray for him. Mm. They were praying together, but he went away separately to take that time on his own. Mm -hmm. And granted it was a time of, somewhat grieving because it was a you know before him having to to be crucified and obviously it was a difficult moment but it was still taking that time one-on-one mm. -on -one to pray to god on his own while having the support mm. of his disciples of his friends but he went away to do that privately mm. so i like i and there are so many other moments in the bible that i just cannot think of right now where jesus did that where mm. he he went apart and he even 
um, gave the advice for other people to go apart. It's yes, being a Christian is part of, you know, being involved in ministry, having a community, of course, but the basis of all of that is like your relationship with God is your own. Mm. So there is no one else in, included involved in that. So I do think that God calls us um, to to take care of our health, to take care of mm. um, ourselves before we can take care of someone else. You know, that requires eating healthy, working out. Those, you know, those are obviously not popular forms of self-care. <laughs> um, not the things that I always do personally, but it's the same kind of thought process. The same intention is set behind it is like we need to get ourselves right so that we can be prepared to just yeah. go out and deal with life yeah I guess. um i think the way i would i would kind of explain self-care to someone is uh self-care is choosing chipotle when when uh you <laughs> um when you thought you were going to go to most um the um instead of going to most so the i love chipotle i'm a diehard uh chipotle fan no the so here is here's the agenda that I had, and here's oh why I would say it's selfless. Is there are a lot of people that think I can't take time for myself, and I, what I wanted to do was give space for us to speak into that experience and basically remind people of the importance of taking time for yourself and mm. taking care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, your community suffers. Yeah. Um, so one example of this I can give, and I've, I may have talked about this uh, on other episodes, but uh, when I was diagnosed with ADHD, I um, within the first few days of starting to take medication for it, and medication isn't the best thing for everyone, uh, so I always advise people, talk to your doctor, but within the first few days of taking my medication, those around me noticed how I was basically more tolerable in several ways. I wasn't, I was no longer yelling at someone who was just across the table from me or a few feet away, because mm -hmm. um, I just tend to be loud. I could keep a train of thought. I was listening more intently. Like I was a better community member because I had done, I had taken the steps necessary to take care of myself. Yeah. Uh, taking care of yourself is the greatest act of service that you can do for your community. Mm. Um, and, and that doesn't mean selfish. Um, what that means is taking steps to make sure that you have boundaries in your life, that you are that you are taking the steps necessary uh, in order to make sure that you are healthy and you are mm -hmm. okay. Um, you know, if you're so busy with community service, you forget to drink water. What good are you? Um, mm. You know, what yeah. good are you to that service? Uh, you know, if you forget to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, um, then there is uh, going to be problems. And so I just wanted to speak into that and, and encourage people that, yes, it's okay to take some time for yourself. That isn't being selfish. In fact, that might be one of the most selfless acts you do. Um, so John and Natabelle, thank you guys so much for sharing your perspectives and opinions. I appreciate the both of you. Um, and a good luck to you on the rest of your studies. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening uh, and for being on this journey with us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Echo and for being on this journey with us. If you're watching on YouTube, we hope that you'll leave a comment, subscribe, hit that like button. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcasting app that you like the most, we hope that you'll hit that subscribe button, that you'll leave a review, and that you'll engage with us. And also for more content from Project Refresh that's like Echo and some of the other shows that we host, then head on over to theprojectrefresh.org. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us, and we'll see you next week. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.